G'day everyone, how are we today? This is the Men Talking Over Beer podcast. I'm here, my name's Carson, I'm here with Eddie. And Sydney. And Sydney. G'day, say g'day Sydney. Hi everybody, hi Carson. Good to have everyone here today. It's Valentine's Day. Oh shit, it is Valentine's Day, isn't it? And we are not with our wives. No, we're going to be deep, deep shit. But we are here and we are with our beers. Well, that's right. Why waste money on a marketing construct? We can tell our wives that we love them every other day of the year. I don't like my wife that much to do that. All right, so it's only in days ending in why that you avoid that? Always. Always. <laughs> I think traditionally when we say we're with our beers, we should like click them together. Like oh, right. So, so we make it... Uh, that work really good. The clinking sound. Everyone, beer. Oh, fantastic. Okay. That, that odd sound was one of them was a beer can. I'm not drinking beer, I must admit. I'm drinking cider, apple cider. But that's me. I do not march to the same beat as anybody else. Is that brand called Dickens? <laughs> not Dickens cider, no, no. Oh, you can't say that on a podcast. Cider? No, no, no. <laughs> Actually, th- this podcast is rated explicit, so we can say whatever the and hell we, like. we want. Oh, that's good, that's good. All right. So, it is Valentine's Day. It is. Mm-hmm. But we're going to talk about sport today. Not heavy sport, but what sport means to us. We're all very different. I'm an AFL guy and rugby league. Eddie here's purely rugby league. <laughs> purely rugby league and very little else. Sydney, on the other hand, likes a bit of everything, but he's grown away from rugby league. So let's start there. Sydney, why are we growing away from rugby league? You say it almost like it's in a present tense. I think it's past tense. I've grown away from it altogether. But it's such a great game. Um, I found it to be very predictable. I found it to be full of its own self-importance. You are right. Manly winning each year is very predictable. Uh, and tactically, I found it. It's a very straight up and down type of game. Uh, I probably could watch. Uh, I mean, you're talking to me as like an NRL guy that you want to convert over. Uh, I, I certainly could watch a UFC thing and watch that tactically. UFC analog- has tactics? Oh, 100%. Bang, bang, ouch, ouch is not a tactic? Yeah, but I don't think you realise, even if you have a look at the last one that Connor did, you can really break down the tactics that were used. Yeah, I, I've been getting into the UFC a little mm. bit. Really? It's, um, Connor McGregor fight the other day yeah. was, was pretty Is good. that the one that lasted seven seconds? Yeah, it yeah, lasted 30-something seconds. People talk but, about like the shoulder and the kick that Connor used. What they were missing out on is that uh, his opponent, the guy, Cowboy, I think it's Chironi, I, I yeah. always muck up his surname. He's actually trying to set Connor up for a takedown, but take uh, that's the part that everybody misses. Watch the video again. Connor actually negated the takedown and turned it around. That's why the shoulder went in. Mm-hmm. So this was kind of like very planned tactics because he knew his opponent was a good kind of like ground fighter, which Connor's not renowned and, for. And totally unexpected. I don't think anybody saw that coming. So it was almost well, a rope dope situation. Yeah, but it was Stunning. the use of the shoulder was a little bit unconventional for your more traditionalists, but it was defense against a takedown, which he took care of very easily. Then you got the kick that took care of it. But you could just think, it may have only been about like 30 seconds worth of a fight, but a lot of this had been planned. It was very clever tactics, very clever training, just to be able to react. There's a common theme, and it's usually rear naked choke where he's lost. So on the ground, he's not that good. Up on his feet, he's invincible. Interesting theory. Hmm. Interesting. Now, we think USC, we think Conor McGregor, is, is a sport better or worse for having 
one or two dominant parties? Do we do we tune in just to watch the dominance, or would we rather see the talent spread over? That's a good question, Carson. That's yeah. that's a really hard one to answer. Did did golf suffer when Tiger was winning week in and week out? Oh, I don't think so. No, I think it's it's attracted more people more sure. than anything. What about tennis? The big three win week in, week out. Uh, the fact is that there is the big three, and when there was the big four. Um, it always could be one of those four guys who would actually win. So there was still competition at the top. The interesting thing about the big four is at the start of the, the 2010s, mm. the top four were the top four. And at the end of 2020 or the end of 2019, mm. the same top four were the top four. Slightly different order, uh, but it didn't change. A decade for the same four people. Except we don't have the Scotsman there anymore. Andy Murray. The- yeah, that's right. That's the only difference. But I mean, that's been injury-wise. True. Yeah. But the same four names dominated. You got to the semis and you saw pretty much the same matchups week in, week out. Is that good for tennis or is that not good for tennis? I don't I've, know. I know I love watching Nadal. I love watching Federer. I love watching Djokovic. Um, show of just... hand, a show of hands or a verbal show of hands? Oh, a show of hands. Okay, good call on radio. <laughs> a, a verbal show of hands, yes or no? Who is the best? Joker? C- currently. Out of the three, who is the best? I, I would say Djokovic at the moment. Um, of all time? Well, I think he's got the potential to be the best of all time, but, but at, at this stage, the best of all time, I guess you would probably have to put Federer up there. You wouldn't say um, Sampras? Well, yeah, it's a different era, isn't it? Sampras was a legend. Um, and then you go to Agassi and, and, and then McEnroe. And how far back do you look? Well, that's exactly right. Labour. Labour, yes. I suppose that the, the question today is there's talent and there's personality. Rarely does a player in any sport have both anymore. Um, I you, think in our PC world we try to stamp out a lot of uh, personality, a lot of eccentricity. You cannot and, be serious. Yeah, and all that kind of thing. We try to stamp it out than rather actually realising that sometimes there was in the past where it used to be played up to. Now, You've obviously said there John McEnroe, and I'm even thinking of the days of, for example, like Murph Hughes, where we knew oh, at, yeah. out in the middle he had quite a foul mouth. Yeah. But the thing is, that was part of the spectacle, especially when we we're playing the English. Carson's and, very PC. I've I've discovered I that. I've discovered that. But the thing is, you've noticed this, so now we've gone around like Murph Hughes. Stop. It's kind of like where they try to PC the game a bit, like Murph Hughes was on the outer. Yeah, so when they that, changed the cultures, like he represented the old way, and I still think Merv had probably one or two more seasons left in him. All that on-field kissing, though, was probably not good for the game. I uh, I think that was the smallest issue that cricketers had to deal oh, with. I don't know. Didn't the crowd love it though? Oh, do you remember it's like uh, the cult hero type stuff where he'd be doing yeah. his warm-up exercises before bowling? The whole crowd would follow because they loved. The character, but as yeah. Merv got better and better, his stats got better and better. It Absolutely. wasn't just he wasn't just there because he was a character. It was there because he earned it as well. Well, Merv came, he came to being because of injury. Jeff Lawson broke his jaw in the yeah. test match. Yeah, we were down to one bowler, mm. and Merv came and out they and they dropped Craig McDermott or... for that test, which I still found insane. See, that's the era I grew up in. Um, Merv Hughes, um, even even back as far as Clive Lloyd. Oh, uh, the, God, the how good was Clive? Um, yeah. I, I still argue with people that everyone says Sashin this and Virat that. I will tell anyone who will listen that the two greatest, especially one-day cricketers, mm-hmm. without question, are Wazim Akram and Viv Richards. To me, oh, no one Viv no Richards. one tops either one of those two. Yeah, Viv Richards is, has been on a pedestal for me for a long time. Absolutely. I will, I will argue Viv and, Viv and Wazim 
every day of the week and I challenge anyone to name me someone who's better. Modern day cricketers are soft. I can't Small believe grounds, I'm agreeing bats. with Carson on this. It, it's absolutely Did you right. hear that, people? He agreed with me. He agreed. I, uh, look, I big, find it tricky to compare eras because Ponting's ODI record is right up there. Yeah, but we still is had... incredibly strong. We still had big grounds. We still uh, had... We still had Gilly's uh, ODI record is incredibly strong. Yeah. Just focusing on the Aussies. And mm. the thing that people forget about Viv, at short cover, there was no one more lethal. He was one of these guys who had the ability to do a direct hit left and right-handed. Absolutely. That's what people forget about those days. That was quite unique. Obviously, this podcast has taken off in the past week. Yeah, we've got a Kiwi Um, audience now. When you were over there... are listening. When you were in New Zealand, Uh did anybody come up and ask for autographs? Um, No, because I travelled a lot in Cognito. Of course. Yeah, because... Sometimes it's just good to be, you know, just have a normal life when you go to and have a, like a pub lunch. And remember, do we do change our appearance on the podcast so we're not recognised in public. I mean, we change our appearances for radio <laughs> and we change our appearance for, you know, when we're travelling and, you know. And I never got bailed up once in New Zealand, so I thank those folk, folks from the Southern Island to just give us some space. If the listeners out there are wondering why there's a few voices missing from uh, today's episode. Um, it's Valentine's Day and people have wives. It is Valentine's Day, yeah. yeah. We all have wives, but our wives don't care. Some members of the podcast may be a little bit more under the thumb than, than others. I am. But you're here. <sighs> yeah, I don't care. Right, okay. That's, that's the big Well issue. done, it's a public podcast. <laughs> I did check before and, and Marianne said that um, it was quite okay. Um, she didn't really give a crap about Valentine's Day. So. In fact, yeah. um, they say that today, but tomorrow. Yeah, we may be in trouble tomorrow. Do you Something think she's having a great Valentine's Day? The fact is, you're at least 80Ks away from her. I left her with a bottle of wine. She's having a great Valentine's Day. She's having day. a great day. Okay. <laughs> it's amazing our you know, displays of love and affection that we have after so many years of marriage. So is that Marianne's idea of a great Valentine's Day, a bottle of wine and you being 80 kilometres away? Look, we, we have a fortnightly date night, so Valentine's Day didn't fall on our date night. So okay. That's all it is. We do different things every week, every fortnight for Valentine's. Date night is actually sounds like a really good concept. It is every night. Yeah, and the fact Monday. is, it's every fortnight, so mm. you know you've got to think of something new, different, yep. whether it's a movie, whether it's a meal, whether it's something else. Correct. Yeah. That's a great idea. I might actually um, bring that up to Marianne. Date, date night works out. She's actually got a schedule of meals. Mm. No matter what day it is, I know what I'm going to be eating. And she mm. does that every season. Um, and date night is actually listed on the page what I was actually getting at was the fact that um, Graham and Moses are not with us today those assholes yeah yeah especially Moses arsehole personified I question their commitment quite frankly he should be committed he should be he's a rooster actually we've been saying that for years haven't we indeed indeed now, just going back to sport, we've touched on tennis. I thought we would. Oh, sorry, sorry. That's okay. Yeah, it was just an exciting topic. I'm talking about day night, but do you take your wives to sport? Can you take your wives to sport? Is there a sport your wife no, likes to tolerate? No, no. Marianne is not a sport lover in any sense of the word. I would not take Marianne to... <laughs> how many Marianne's are there? I would not take Marianne to watch any, like, uh, boxing, martial arts or UFC because I know it's not her thing at all. 
However, if there's a test matches and cricket on the TV, she loves it. I don't even need to put forward the idea. That is a bonus. Um, so we can have like a test match on the telly, and if I'm not watching it, she'll give me updates. I mean, I'm on a very good wicket there, pardon the pun. My Marianne and I lived in America for a couple of years, and she got into the amateur USC. We right. would go and watch the Octagon. Really? Amateur, and she loved it. She'd be there with a beer, screaming, yelling, killing, killing, killing. Wow. And she got into the ice hockey as well. Now, when I'm there going, where's the puck, where's the puck, where's the puck? It'd be I, moving I, quick, I imagine. She's there going, hit him, hit him, hit him. So she likes a bit of biff, a little bit of... Right. But as a bit of background, um, the listeners probably don't know this, but Carson and Marianne actually lived in the United States for Texas. quite a while. Texas, yeah. I love Texas. Um, well, you to expand a bit you, on that, um, Did you fit in like a local? Oh, we did actually, yeah. We, yeah we, we, that we that ate... doesn't come as a surprise to any of us. Yeah, I, I rooted for the death penalty. I, there were things in America that annoyed the hell out of me. Um, so you you rooted for a lot of things over there? I rooted a lot of things, yes. Some people barrack and support, but yeah. you really, really well, put everything on the line, the didn't thing. you? In America, they root for their team. In Australia, we root our wife. <laughs> Very, very different things. <laughs> so, you know, they... Oh, my God. You are such concepts. a poet, aren't you? <laughs> no, look, America was great. I've read Shakespeare, but I haven't heard stuff like that. That was a genuine giggle you just did then. Oh, I just... Uh, just that, might be that was the just theme. beautiful. That might be the podcast theme. That it laughter. could be. Yeah. <laughs> now, look, we lived in Texas for three years. Mm-hmm. Saw a lot of great sport, a lot of great art, theatre... Did a lot of driving. Um, Texas was great. Barbecue, barbecue, barbecue. And I don't mean an Aussie barbecue with a sandwich. I mean a good brisket, half a cow, nothing better. Is it true that they tend to just eat too much? Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. The first week we were in America, I pulled up to a drive-thru. And she said, would you like a bucket of iced tea for a dollar? And I said... So a bucket of iced tea? Of iced tea for a dollar. Now, I, I a didn't bucket? Know, a bucket. I, That's I, a strange unit of measurement. I a bucket know, of iced tea. I didn't know what she meant. So Everything I said, comes in a bucket of it. I said, yeah, sure. Yeah, but a bucket of iced tea? Yeah. I said, sure, I'll take that bucket of iced tea. Not knowing what I was saying yes to. Right. And literally, it was a bucket, like you would wash your car with. It was a bucket with a lid full of iced tea with a big handle. A big four litre bucket of iced tea for a dollar. Four litres of iced tea for a dollar. Uh, if was, you can charge a dollar for that... No wonder they pay people in hospitality hopeless wages. Two dollars seventeen per hour. Oh, that's wow. that's exploitation you, city. They get your tips. No, no wonder they're, they're a tip-driven area because Absolutely. you can't live off that. Nobody can. The interesting thing about the tips in America is they assume you're getting fifteen percent of the bill, so you are taxed as though you earn fifteen percent of your bill. So if you get shafted and only given a couple of cents for your tip, you're still paying tax on four dollars fifty. So with American hospitality, can they relax enough to just have a bit of a joke with you, have a bit of a lend of you, or are they all just superficial and smiling and that kind of thing because they're so anxious about making the dollar count, like they just don't chill and have a lend? It's interesting you say that. There was actually a, um, a chain recently came out and said, hey, on our menu, we put joke items on the menu. Uh-huh. They charge 37 cents for asking a stupid question. I love it. You're now, kidding. Now, they don't actually say you ask a stupid question, but they find a group of people and they go, this bunch of people, they look great. They're interesting. Mm-hmm. Let's hit them with asking a stupid question. So the bill comes $113, say. 
They're not one of the items is 37 cents for asking a stupid question. Yeah. They don't do it if they think you're uptight or that you won't like it. But if they can see you're a fun group, they mm. bill it. And it isn't about milking 37 cents out of someone. Yeah, it's negligible. I'll tell you a great story. My first day in San Antonio, I went out and saw the Riverwalk. And I walked into a restaurant, the first restaurant I saw, knowing that American service is the greatest service in the world. And the place was called Dick's. Right. And I walked in the door not knowing Dick's was not a restaurant normal. It was at your happy place? I walked in and she said, I don't care. Sit where you want like I give a shit. And I was like, okay. And so she the walked staff up, behaved like Dick's. She walked up and said, let me know when you want some food because I don't give a fuck. And I was like, whoa, hey, whoa, what? Really? And they, they put a hat on you. Now, my hat said, I'm not alone. I was on my own. My hat said, I'm not alone, I have tons of crabs. <laughs> this, is, this is a huge big hat, white hat, and I'm there, I have, I've better take it off. They actually use the word dicks the same way we do. Correct. Right. Now, there was a woman at a, at a table nearby, and her hat said, my gyno says that smell is normal. That was her hat. Now, so this is what they do. It's not a... It's pretty crass at times, let's be honest. It's not a customer service place. It's a, we're going to treat you like shit, and you're going to love it. Now, this was my very first experience with American dining customer service. Now, American customer service is amazing, but that was not what I expected on day one. Would that type of restaurant chain work here in Australia? No. If you you give it an Australian bend, it's got to be very dry and ironic. Maybe if you were like going to the Kevin Bloody Wilson restaurant. There are a lot of dicks in Australia. In Canberra particularly? Yeah. (laughs) Unlike me, who lives in a little suburb called San Remo, which is a place where dreams go to die. Yeah, I think Moses um, um, cast that dispersion on San Remo. There was was a, a newspaper article, and that was the headline, the suburb where dreams go to die, and that was my suburb. Wow. So it's an above ground uh, cemetery. Something like that. Because I, I remember they... Spike Milligan describing a town up around that way exactly like that. <laughs> an above ground... I'm trying to remember... Woi woi. Woi woi. Woi woi he described as yeah. an above ground cemetery. Spike Milligan. Now, if you're outside of Australia, let me just tell you, woi woi. You can't say woi. But if you live in Wagga Wagga, you can say Wagga. That's true. So think about Australia that way. We are so weird that we have one rule for one, one rule for another. Woi woi or Wagga. I'll just jump in here, Carson. Um, over the last week or so, we've uh, we've got quite a few downloads for the podcast, so it's actually going quite well. Um, it's not uncommon when you start a new podcast to get a, about five to six downloads. We've got about 50 now. Wow. So mm-hmm. we're, we're doing pretty well. They all want to hear more from Sydney. They do. And just, um, uh, I've set up a couple of things in the past week. I set mm. up an email address for us, so we've got men talking over beer at gmail.com so if any of you listeners want to drop us a line men talking over beer at gmail.com that's right and say good day and if you wanted to ask Carson a direct question uh, I'll tell you to get he'll stuffed be... oh this is fun isn't it absolutely and we're we here Valentine's Day no wives just the boys just the beer just the banter so I wanted to just go back to the sport topic very briefly it is the world nines Tonight? Tomorrow? Oh, yeah. yeah. Who do we think will win and why? Oh, it's probably going to be the Roosters, and it's probably salary cap related. That's it. <laughs> the salary sombrero. Yes. 
that, no, the Roosters will not win the nines because they will not risk any of their players getting injured. No, pitched. I think you're right there, Carson. I actually think the the Titans have a great shot. They're going to put kids on the field. Kids that all, all they know how to do is run and run and run. They're, yeah. afraid, they're afraid to be tackled, so they'll zigzag a lot. It and doesn't the, really correlate to the NRL. No, the, it does uh, not. The nines. It's it totally not. different, which is it's really makes it quite a, a fresh look at at, at league in, in that way. I personally don't like the Knights. I prefer the old style charity shield opening to the mm. season. Especially at ANZ where I could go and get free tickets. Love ANZ Stadium. Free tickets would be great. I Shout am out. looking forward to the charity shield. It kind of signals the start to the NRL season. I believe yeah. it's in Mudgee this year. Yeah, yeah, they always try and do it somewhere different, don't they? I'm glad you didn't ask my opinion there, gents. <laughs> no one cares about your opinion. Uh, I you? would have been clueless. <laughs> I would have said Botswana. Why, why should a city or a team exist? I think there's got to be obviously like a, a market for it in the first place and a local market and pool to draw from. You're talking about in terms of sponsors and crowds and things like that. I think we can all agree Perth is a logical place. Well, Time just... zone, ratings, the South African connection. The number of Queensland and New South Welsh people that have moved over there. Central Coast gets overlooked. Central Coast don't want a team. I, I assure you. Moving on the Central Coast, they don't want their own team. Do you remember the Beagles? Yeah, oh, yeah, but that's that. That's because anything to do with Manly is just like, you know, it's, it's you, the kiss of death. I Yeah, look, I used to have that opinion of Manly. I used to hate Manly for everything they stood for, but I've really come around... I'm a bit of a manly fan these days. We need to check his temperature because he is sick. He is mm. dying. He's retarded. Yeah. No one likes manly. I'm a manly supporter. No one likes manly. Yeah, and the fact is, manly supporters like the fact that nobody likes them. Hell yes. Yeah, they get off on it. Hell yes. So that's why on Valentine's Day, you're 80 k's away from home. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we, we mentioned the Beagles. I actually have a Northern Eagles jersey at my house. I've never, ah. I've never taken the tag off because I could not bring myself to wear it in public. Not because it wasn't a jersey or a team, but Manly are Manly. They're not North Sydney Eagles. They are Manly. So do you think when the, there's still like a hidden passage in a pyramid where there'll be a Beagles jersey there? I think so. Right, think okay, so. and it's yet to be discovered? I think if you opened up the Ark of the Covenant... Yeah. Evil spirits would come out wearing Northern Eagles jumpers. I think Perth are the way to go. Everyone keeps saying Brisbane, but I have a major problem with the idea of the Brisbane Bombers. The Bombers are an AFL team. Now, Brisbane might need a second team, but I don't think it should be called Brisbane. Certainly not the Bombers. I would go Ipswich, maybe not the Jets because of the Newtown factor, but Ipswich would be the way to go. There's a lot of juniors in Queensland. Certainly um. are. What about Rockhampton? Possibly, yeah, Rockhampton. Look, I I don't know if it's going to work again in areas that have already failed. Super League was certainly one of the things. And yet Um, your team, I believe, St George, were untouched, and yet you still lost your passion. Oh, look, it was a combination of factors. Super League was one of them. Super League wasn't the thing, it was one of the things. Was it the fact that St George kept choking year in, year out? No, nothing to do with that either. Um, like I said, it was the very predictable nature of the game. The game has definitely gotten better. The bump has certainly hurt the game, but that's a whole different story. I appreciate that their fitness level is a lot better than it was 25 years ago. You can clearly see that. Absolutely. Mm. 
And that go- that comes with professionalism. I mean, gone are the days where they used to play football and be a Rothmans representative on the weekdays. Although <laughs> those days are gone. There's, there's definitely two different eras. So. We, we're certainly not in the era of Cliff Lines having a beer and a cigarette from no, the trainer no. at the same time. And there's things I love about the old era. Um, simply the best. Yeah, simply the best. I mean, that was that was when rugby league was like at immortal the, the peak. It was better. Yeah. It was better than all the rest, wasn't oh, it? Oh, it certainly was. Better than anyone. And yet, we, we look at sports now. Everyone's trying to bring new concepts to sport. Big bash. Um, tennis has fast four. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure all these short-term sporting ideas are, are we that time deprived and that attention span deprived that we can't have normal sport anymore. You um, mean like the big bash? Big bash. Yeah. Big bash is what it is. I, I don't view it as real cricket, but I no. use view it as a gateway to real cricket. I've been to one game where it was like five out for virtually nothing after four overs. You knew that it was all over Red Rover. That's exactly You right. don't get the twists and turns of the intrigues like an ODI can. Or a test or match. logically what a test match can. So it's, it's like a gateway to those kind of things because uh, sadly so kids need to learn that attention span type thing. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And they don't. Kids have... And that's where you get this fast forward in tennis kind of thing. Yeah. Kids have yeah. no idea. They sit there looking at their phones and playing on their Facebook and their WhatsApp and their YouTube face and they've got no idea. God, no we idea. sound old, don't we? We do. We do. And you know something? Next month, I do my 30th high school reunion. So 30th? I, I am old. I, are you welcome? <laughs> I hope are, so. Are, are there conditions? Terms and conditions you've had to sign? One of the conditions is I cannot embarrass my Marianne. Well, the trouble is with that. I mean, that's a list of conditions and caveats. Oh. That, that, that piece of paper is going to go on. Oh, that's going to be war and peace by itself. As we established in podcast one, I have no filter. That's true. Yeah, you've I, never had a filter, actually. No, I haven't. And I, you know something? The day I filter is the day I die. That's oh, what shit. we love about Carson. He doesn't have a filter. Yes, but it does get me into an awful lot of trouble. I tell you what, you you kind of taken this um, driving role on board, and I think you should have your own podcast. I think we should do like a sport based podcast with just Carson. What what do you think? I mean, we've got an email address. Maybe we should use it. Um, I'll send it out to the listeners again. Our email address is men talking over beer at gmail.com. Drop us a line and let us know if you think Carson should have his own sport-based podcast. And if, and you, if you do want a podcast, give me some topics. I will discuss any sport, any topic, any issue with passion, with an opinion. And you know something? My opinion will piss many, many people off. I guarantee it. Kind of like Dolly Doctor. Oh, yeah. I love Dolly Doctor. And we also need to think of a name, I reckon, like a bit of alliteration, like, you know, Carson's, another word beginning with a C, another word beginning with C, <laughs> uh, something that we're actually able to podcast to the public as well, just in case you're thinking of a certain See You Next Tuesday. I was going to say, thing. well, I was going to say the See You Next Tuesday Sports Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great name for a podcast. Well, there you go. And I was actually trying to move ourselves away from that, but... If you can think of a cute name better than that one, let us know. Drop us an email or jump on the Facebook page and send us a message. We're at men talking over beer at facebook.com. Well, guys, we've chatted. We've touched on some basic sport issues, basic life issues. We've drunk beer, or in my case, cider. 
Guys, thank you very much. Until next time, the Men Talking Over the Ear podcast. Like us, listen to us, love us. See you next time. And for Valentine's Day, shoot 10. Does that mean I'm going to root my wife? Ha <laughs> ha!